Welcome to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. We're glad you're here. JSM exists to engage students in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to be more like Him. So how's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? So we're in this series. Man, it's so good to be here with you guys. Um, We're in a series called um, Unmasked, and what it's about is actually allowing the people around us, but mostly God, to see our true identity, who we really are. And um, we're talking about this concept of integrity. And integrity is this. You can define it however you want to define it. I'll define it for the talk tonight. Is Integrity is what, what, what you are, who you are, when no one else is looking. And um, this past week, we talked a lot about that. We talked about unpacking on Sunday mornings our backpacks. And in our backpacks, we mush down all these things. And then we have all these things that are in our lives and we mush them down. And there's things that get way down in the bottom of that. There's the things that we're embarrassed about, the things that if actually somebody knew that we're in there, um, we may be a little less than anxious for them to see those things. And it made me think of this. What's the nastiest thing you found in your backpack ever? Ever, ever. Somebody raise your hand so I can like... What's the nasty, back there with glasses on, what's the nastiest thing you ever found in your backpack? Man, fantastic. But they, weren't, they were unopened. If they were opened already, they would have been fantastic, okay? Nasty, right here. I found an open granola bar that I put in at the beginning of the year. Mm. Mm. Um, right here. A moldy Pop-Tart? <clears throat> Anybody ever find a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that was green now? Nobody. Okay, let's get really gross. Anybody ever found a pair of underwear in your backpack? Or, or socks. Anybody ever found socks? And they see you found socks in your... Yeah. So let me tell you why I asked this, because Brett was talking about that. Brett was talking. If you were here Sunday, Brett was talking about the backpack thing, right? And me and my wife, uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week, we went on a trip, and we went to uh, Key Largo, down in the Florida Keys. We went just uh, to a nice little place and hung out there at the beach, and it was just a good time. But one of the things that I had to do was, I always take a backpack everywhere I go, and I decided it'd be a good idea for me to clean my backpack out, because we had to go through this thing called TSA, and it's where they check your bags to see if you have like knives and bullets and all that kind of stuff. And occasionally, so just like, I, I, I carry a gun, um, most of my days I carry a gun. Um, but when I get to my office here, I put my gun in my backpack. And occasionally what's happened is some of you are going, cool, pastor, you carry a gun. But I, I put it in here and occasionally what happens is the clip will fall out and maybe a bullet. And I didn't want to go through TSA and I didn't want to get arrested and my wife go to Key Largo by herself. So I decided what I do is I would clean, I would clean my, I would clean my, my backpack out. You ever cleaned your backpack out or you make your mom and dad do it? Yeah. Um, when you get to be my age, my mom will not touch my backpack anymore. So it's, it's something I've got to do. So I started cleaning it out and I was amazed at what I found. Okay. So right now we're in the middle of COVID, right? So at school, you have to, you have to have, have these, right? Masks, right? So I, I have masks and I have masks and hold on a second. I got masks and I was going to the beach. I was going to the beach. So what do you have to have when you go to the beach? No, sunglasses. Does this look like a camera? You have to have cool sunglasses. So I had some sunglasses on, right? So sunglasses. So I, and I, I, so I, I do a lot of writing and reading. So I, I had some pens in my backpack. I don't want to throw these glasses. These are my wife's glasses. So I have my phone. I'm not going to throw my... Oh, I threw them. 
Hope I didn't break them. And I had, I had, I had Sharpies and a pair of scissors, eyeglass cleaner, um, diarrhea pills, because you know, never know when you may have a bad Mexican experience, right? Y'all with me on that? You never know. So, and then I found the knife. And this is what I was afraid of. I found a knife, and so I had all these things. And then I started going through, I started going through my backpack, and I almost to the point where I just was going to just dump it on the bed and just kind of go with it. But I like to read, so there was a lot of books. Like one of my favorite books, always, uh, uh, everybody always, one of my favorite books, and a book that um, I've read, Hundred Secrets, it's a good book. And then I found this. This is so cool. Y'all gave me this about four months ago, and I forgot I had it in my backpack, and so. I forgot, I know, right? It was in the bottom of my backpack. Who'd have thunk it? It was in the very bottom of the backpack and I didn't even know it was there. And then I have my, you know, I have computer and I have all these other really cool things in here. And then I just like, I, I don't know why I have tape. And, and, then, and then this was really cool because I found these and these are really good earphones. The only problem is they don't fit any devices that I have. So, but they're in here and it's important. And then on this side, it's really cool. I found, I found these. I don't know what they go to but I found some really cool keys and I had a water bottle. And then, and, then, and then I found, I don't know what this is. I think somebody gave it from children's ministry one Sunday morning. And then, then, then I have a charger because you have a charger, right? So I'm all this, and then I get to the very bottom. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it because my computer's in here. Um, I get to the very bottom and I found some things that I had lost. Some important documents that were in there. Some things that I needed last year for an important meeting that I messed up the meeting. Very bottom. And it made me think. How about in our lives? We have a thing called a backpack in life, maybe. And we, we, we push things down in our backpack. And we have, maybe it's our friends, and maybe it's our, our things we believe in. Maybe it's our church. Maybe it's our sports, our activities. Maybe it's our mom's dad. Maybe it's, maybe it's what we do outside of here, whatever that is, whatever it looks like. And there's some really good things, Right? But sometimes what happens is we put some things in there that aren't that great. And if we were to take the mask off and people were to really see us and see those things that are in the bottom of the backpack, that nasty peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's been in there for, I don't know, two years maybe. So, so in your life, let me just ask, let me ask the question. Everybody sees you here having a good time. Everybody sees you in school, but if you were to do an integrity test, right? Integrity, what, who you are when nobody else is looking, what would, that, what would come up in that test? How about the things on your phone that maybe mom and dad tell you not to go to, but you do it anyway, right? Um, we do it anyway, right? Or, or how, how, about, how about our web history? Like, what would happen if somebody got a hold of our web history? Good. That made you delete it all. But somebody was able to see it, right? And so Brett talked about this thing called confession this past week. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I'm telling God what's going on in my life, but how do I really do that? 
Do you ever think, how do I really confess? I mean, we've read the scripture in 1 John 5. If you weren't here, I'm gonna read it to you. It says, this is the message we have heard from, the, from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him, in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, wait, we say we love God, we come to youth group, we come to the altar, we go to youth camp, we do all those things, but we still walk in darkness. We still have the things at the bottom of the backpack that we're hiding from him. It says you, you walk in darkness. We lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all of our sins. So even the things in the bottom of the backpack, when we're walking with God, if we confess them, if we tell them that we we are aware of the things in our lives, he forgives us. It says, verse eight, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And then verse nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar in his word is not in us. And in that truth, I'm going, okay, so what does confession mean? Is it, I was raised in the Catholic church. Anybody else ever go to a Catholic church? Anybody? So I was raised in the Catholic church. And what you would do is you would walk into a little room and the priest would pull back a little, a little, a little, like a little, a little, little, a little curtain and you would tell him your sins. And then he would say, okay, now you have to do four Hail Marys and eight Our Fathers. And you have to do what's called penance. And, and then I read the passage of Scripture that says, I have one person I need to talk to, and that's the Father. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa what's, going on? What's, what's confession? And it, it dawned on me. You know one of the greatest confessions in the Bible comes one, from one of the greatest sinners in the Bible? Y'all remember a guy by the name of King David? Anybody remember King David? So we love the king, King David. We love the man after God's own heart. But sometimes we forget that he was also a person that lacked integrity. He sat one day in his house and he looked across the room and he saw a naked woman that wasn't his wife. He looked across the way and he saw this woman and he tells this servant, he says, I want you to go get that woman. He says, don't you understand that's somebody else's wife? And he goes, I don't care. He says, don't you understand you have all these things, all these possessions, you have all these spouses, you have all this stuff. He goes, I want that one. Nobody else looking. He was packing it deeper and deeper in his bag. If you read chapters later, it gets really kind of squirrely. He ends up having relationships where they get pregnant. He kills, he kills the husband. He sends the husband out to be murdered. The child dies, so he's committed adultery, he's committed murder. The blood of this child's on his head. All this horrific stuff. His best friend is sitting there one day with him, telling him, you're not a person of integrity. And he thinks, how can I explain? He goes, okay, you have this one guy, this one king, this one important person that has all these sheep. And you have this person over here that has one sheep. What would you think of the person that had all these sheep if they left all their sheep and went and chased down the person that had one sheep and stole that sheep? He goes, we would kill them. We would, we would make sure that you know, they were punished for their crime. And, and, and his best friend, he turns and imagine this, he turns and looks at him and he goes, you're the man. You're the one. You're the one that's lacking integrity. You're the one that in the bottom of the bag is the nasty peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He goes, what are you gonna do about it? This is where confession comes into play because he writes one of the greatest confessions ever written in the course of history. We find it in Psalms chapter 51. I wanna read it to you and I want you to kind of pick up on some of these things. And I want you to understand confession means that we have, and I'm gonna use a couple big terms in a second, but I'm gonna break it down. Self-awareness. That means we know when we do something wrong. Let me ask you a question. When you make a mistake, when you do something wrong that was against what mom said or a teacher said, 
Don't you have this thing in the middle of your stomach, this pit in the middle of your stomach that you know you did something wrong? Anybody else? Am I the only one? My mom and dad used to say, you know in your knower. You know in your knower. You know what that is right there? I believe that's the Holy Spirit. I believe, I believe God, God stirring something integrity-wise. You know, you, you know you've done something wrong. And David knows he did something wrong. So he writes this. He says, have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out. That's a term that means this. There's this writing there and he blots it out. He literally marks it with ink to the point where you can't see what was written anymore. So he blots out our transgressions. Transgressions is our sins. It's the things in the bottom of our bag. He blots out our transgressions. He says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. This is self-awareness. I know what I've done wrong. Let me ask you a question. How many people take selfies? Anybody? Come on. You're such a big bunch of liar heads. Like, like three of you. Like, I'll take a selfie. So you take that selfie and you go like this, right? You go, you go, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Look at that. Right? You know how you do it? Right? Come on. I've seen some of your, like, see, she's got it going in the back. She's doing the double deuces back there. Hey, can I ask you a question? Just, just to yourself. You don't have to say, what do you see when you see those selfies? You see you at your best, don't you? Hey, you see you at your best. But what would, what would happen if you really looked at yourself in your selfie. If you said, okay, who is really, what is that per, what's that person really like? If you look in the mirror, yes, it's, it's the image of Bobby, but what is that person? What's going on deep down inside him? What is he stuffing in the bottom of his back? That's exactly what David's doing. David took a spiritual selfie and said, you know something? I know my transgressions. I know what I've done wrong. I've sinned and I've sinned bad. I've sinned, I've sinned big. And I'm about to dump. I want to dump my whole backpack out, God, so you can see it all. Which leads me to the next thing. Confession means you have the ability to admit that you're wrong. You know one of the things that we have a problem in our world right now is nobody can say they're wrong. I know you guys didn't watch this. And I know this is not political. But I watched that thing called a debate a couple weeks ago. And you know what I saw? I saw two grown Men act like four-year-olds. It's like, I know you are, what am I? I know you are, what am I? Your fart stinks. I know you are, what am I? And I'm thinking, come on. And then when they were pointing the fingers at each other, nobody would admit that they ever made a mistake. David did. King David did. The greatest ruler of all nations, King David did. He said, watch this. Against you, God against you and you only have I sinned and I've done what's evil in your sight so that you may be justified by or in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you delight in truth and inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret of my heart. He says, you God. See, here's the deal. You may have offended your mom. You may have lied to your mom, but the big picture is you've offended God first. And at some point in our lives, we have to admit that we're wrong. And confession also means we desire wholeness in our lives and restoration. I love this, verse seven. He says, purge me, clean me out. I shall be clean, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear the joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. And in verse 10, I love this, this is my favorite part. Create in me a clean heart. 
God, create me, create me a clean heart. Let me dump my bag out. Take the things that are nasty in there, the things that have been sitting in there for years that I forgot were even in there, the, the, the things that, that I look at when, when my mom and dad or my teachers say, don't look at that, or the, 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 way, the things I, I lie, the things I've taken from somebody else, the words that I've said with my mouth about people that think that I'm their friend. He's created me a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit in me. And when we do that, that's confession. That's what real confession is. When we understand that we've done something wrong, when we, when we understand that we've done something wrong against the Father, when we want to be clean and whole, that's when restoration starts. To that's when renewal starts to happen. And then you know what God does? See, there's a part of this that God has a responsibility. When we do our part, when we dump our bag out and tell God, look at the, the innermost parts of my life, the, the, the parts that are secret, the parts that I'm afraid that if anybody ever saw them, they would look at me differently. He does something too. You know what he does? He makes us new with new things. He puts new things in our bag. That's what integrity is. When we stop lying and we become truthful, you know what he puts in our bag? Truth. When we stop deceiving people, he puts truth in our bag. He starts putting things in our bag that we, we can be respected in our community. It's interesting. Anybody know what the word trust means? Somebody just, I'm gonna talk about this this Sunday. You know what trust is? Anybody, know, anybody ever broke trust with somebody or a friend broke trust or maybe somebody broke trust? Isn't it amazing? It takes you a lifetime to establish trust and you can break trust in minutes. It, t- it takes you a, a lifetime. You can take 13, 14, 15 years to establish uh, a trust with your mom and dad or a teacher. But in one thing that you say, it changes everything and messes everything up, right? And they go what? Where they go? It's gonna be a while until I trust you again. See, with God, he's, he gives us a clean heart. He changes everything and he puts new stuff in our bag. <laughs> you know what a lot of people think? Christians are. Christians are just, anybody know what a remix is? Like a remix of a song? So it's funny because a lot of the songs that you guys hear on commercials right now were really cool when I was growing up. And they've done remixes and they repackage them and they put them in new packages and they're like, woohoo! Brand new song. They're the same old song, just repackaged. And a lot of people think that's what Christianity is. It's just we're going to repackage this. They think it's like, we're going to give the best version, version Bobby 2.0. And everybody's all, yeah, we're doing. You know what? It's not about Bobby 2.0. It's about Jesus being in my life. And we want Jesus in our lives to be the best thing. Bobby 2.0 is still far from God, far down the list. The Bible, Bible says this, for all have sinned and fallen. So even Bobby 2.0 is less than what God is. So what are we going to do? It's, it, it's interesting. Um, when I was in high school, um, I don't know if you guys have middle school. We have middle school teachers, right? Middle school. Do you guys have class superlatives? Y'all know what class? You have them? You don't have them? So nobody? Okay, so class superlatives like you get best dressed or class cutie or most athletic. Do they do those? Most school spirit? They don't? So when you get to high school, okay, when you get to high school, they're going to do these things called class superlatives, right? And so, so, so my senior year in high school, I won three class superlatives, okay? So you guys want to know what they are? Okay. So the first one I won was most, most athletic. I was a, a three varsity, uh, I lettered three different um, sports my senior year in high school. And I was um, MVP in all three of the um, uh, athletes. So I won. my second one, class cutie. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all, give it up. Come on, yep, safe. Class cutie. So. It was a small school, okay? There wasn't a lot to choose from. Um, but the third one, watch this one. This one, this one you'll go like, well, this doesn't I, My third class superlative was 
best dressed. So, so hold on a second. Watch this. Watch this. There's a reason why. So between my junior year in high school and my senior year in high school, I asked Jesus to be my savior. I had an epiphany. I had a moment. My best friend got killed in a car accident. I was screwed up on the inside and I was screwed up right here between my ears. And I remember going to church. I remember God telling me about a Jesus that can fix me. He was the, he actually called him the master physician and I needed a doctor. We just sang a song like that, didn't we? And so there was something going on inside of me, but I couldn't figure it out. And the only way I knew how to demonstrate it was dress up. And I, want, I wanted people to see, because our class colors were flannel. Like what we wore were jeans with holes and we wore flannel shirts. And I don't know if you guys even know what I'm talking about, but the t-shirts would have like um, Leonard Skinner written on them or the Almond Brothers or Rolling Stone lips or whatever. And, that, and then they would wear these tan Timberland boots. That was the school, that was a school uniform. And I, I wanted people to know that something was different about me. And so I started every day, my senior year, wearing a suit and tie. Every day I wore a suit and tie. Yeah. And I remember people going, why are you wearing it? I was like, because I want you to know that Jesus is doing something on the inside of me. And even in that moment, you know what I realized? He didn't care what was on the outside. He was really trying to fix what was going on on the inside. And that's what a new creation is. It's not how we dress. It's not what we look like. It's not what we listen to. It's what's going on on the inside here. And when he says that when we confess our sins, this is one of the promises, this is what he's gonna do. The second thing is this, and I love this. He makes us right with God. When he said that he blotted out our transgressions, it was like we were standing. How many people have been arrested in a room? <laughs> I'm just gonna see if you guys are with me or not. <laughs> so three adult leaders raised their hands. Uh, background checks didn't work, did they? So there was one time I got pulled over. I did not get arrested, but I got pulled over. And they, 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 I had to go in front of a judge. Um, any adults ever been in front of a judge? A little intimidated. Everybody raises their hand. Yep, sure have. So I'm sitting in front of the judge and it was like, it was like a violation. Like I, I don't know what it was. I forget what it was. It was stupid. I don't forget what it was, but you're never going to hear about it. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of the judge and he looks at it and he goes, dismissed. He said, dismissed. There's no charges here. And see, that's what Jesus did for us. He did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Because from the very beginning of time, sin's been in the world. How many people in this room, I love doing this, how many people have ever told a lie? Mm -mm. Okay, put your hands down. How many people have ever talked back to their mother? Oh, 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 oh. And I know it's not here. How many people have ever said something ugly about somebody in the like school or a teacher? Raise your hand. You guys, listen to me. You guys are messed up. I can't believe we even let you come to church. I know I raised my hand for all of them. So here's, here's what, hey. We are sinners from birth and by choice. We make choices to do that. And what Jesus did is he came to our rescue. Verse 18 says, all of this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and he gave us a ministry of reconciliation, that is. He reconciled, he, he blotted it out. Okay, so anybody ever learn anything in a really weird place? 
because I learned something at Chick-fil-A not too long ago. Okay, anybody, who likes Chick-fil-A? Raise your hand if you like Chick-fil-A. So let's, the age-old argument, you ready for this? The age-old, I got eight minutes, we gotta get done. Age-old argument. Pickles or no pickles? Pickles, pickles, pickles. Hands down, hands down, hands down. No pickles. So this is what I learned, this is what I learned. You ready? Watch, 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 I, I gotta go, I gotta go. Pat's giving me the look, like, come on, P- Pastor, speed up. So I'm sitting in line, and I'm an extra pickle person. Yeah. So, no, 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 shh. So, like, they give me a little tub of pickles every time I come. Hey, hey, Bob, Mr. Bobby, how you doing? I get a tub of pickles, I lay them on it. But you know what I've realized? Okay, pickles, I can turn pickles into, like, you can make, like, dill pickles. You can make sweet pickles. You can make, you know that pickles are relish? That's, I mean, pickles are, you can make all these things. But you know what you can't do with pickles? What? You can't turn it back into a cucumber. And then it happened. Watch, listen, listen. And then it happened. This is what happened. I'm looking at this thing of pickles and I'm going, I can't turn this back into a cucumber. And at that moment, you know what God said? That's the world's problem. Because we're all in a pickle. Because of sin, we're all in a pickle. We can never go back to where we originally were with God unless Jesus Christ reconciled us. Okay, third thing. You all ready? Third thing. Everybody, I need everybody right here. God also... Because of confession gives us a purpose in our lives that's bigger than us. In high school, I was a pretty decent baseball player. And I had, I had a couple major league teams come into our games, some scouts that were checking me out. And I played pitch and played first base. And um, my whole goal was to play ba- professional baseball. That's what I wanted to be. And... In my life, I had this tug, though, and it kept tugging on me. It would just, it would, it would eat me up. Like, it was like, it was almost like somebody was dr- like, come on, I got something for you. Come on, I got, come on. And I would try to go this way, and I would try to play baseball. And it was like, come on, I-, I want you to go this way. And then one day, I got baptized. I asked Jesus to be my Savior, and I got baptized. And my pastor pulled me aside. I was 17 years old. How old are you? You couldn't remember how old you were? I was like, <laughs> he was taking off his socks at that point. You can sit back down, buddy. So here, here watch, watch this, watch this, watch, watch this. Watch this. Come, stop, stop. So my pastor pulls me aside and he said, your life, you want to do one thing, but God's called you to do something else. And one of the things he says in 2 Corinthians that always gets me, he calls us ambassadors. An ambassador is somebody that leaves their homeland and goes to a foreign land. A couple years ago, my daughter, Courtney, got caught in Haiti. There was all kinds of upheaval and she couldn't get out of the country. She was, she was literally locked in a compound. And I called the embassy there and I needed to talk to the ambassador. He's an ambassador to Haiti from the United States. And I said, I need you to go in and do something. My, my daughter is in danger. And when Paul says that we're called to be ambassadors, I understand this one. So I was, a, I, I was a youth pastor before I became a senior pastor. So I'm a recovering youth pastor now is what they tell me. And I had a student. It was one of the last years that I was a student ministry pastor. His name was Nick. And um, I would go to visit Nick. I'd go to Lakeside High School. And I'd go to uh, when Greenbrier opened and Evans and I would go have lunch with students. It's the same thing I think, excuse me, Pat, you do that quite a bit. It was his kid, Nick. 
And Nick would, I would be talking to students I know, and Nick would be sitting over there. Nick had real long hair, and he had these long earrings, and his clothes smell, and he looked nasty. And he, it, just, it was just, you could tell there was something going on. And one day Nick comes over and he says, man, why do you keep coming and talking to all these students? Like, you, you, you're not a teacher. Are you like, you're not, are you, you an ARC? Or, you know, what, what are you like, are you going to arrest somebody for, no, I'm just here because this is our youth group. And he goes, youth group? And I said, yeah, man, do you ever think about like going to church? He said, he said you don't know what I come from, man. So what are you talking about? He goes, my mom and dad get high all the time. I literally have to push beer bottles and liquor bottles off the counter so I can just do my homework. And he said, there's no place for me in church. I'm like, dude, you need to come to church with me sometime. So, me and my wife used to invite him over to our house just to give him a little sense of normal every once in a while. Nick had long hair, just nasty. Nick graduated from high school. He used to come to our youth group and he asked Jesus to be a savior and I, I had a chance to baptize him. I didn't talk to him for about two or three years and he, he lived over on, off of Furious Ferry Road over there by Riverside Middle School and one day the door, knock, door knocks and got at the door and it's Nick. I could tell because it's hair. He still had the earrings that had the feathers on it and all that kind of, he just looked like a freak. I said, dude, what are you doing? And he goes, you'll never believe it, Pastor Bobby. He said, I'm in seminary right now. And he said, I'm getting a degree in psychology so I can go back to kids that were just like me. Kids that are far from God, that have to push the bottles, and their kids, you know, kids that are getting high with their parents and all this other stuff. I'm going back, I'm gonna be an ambassador. He goes, I remember a message you spoke that God had a purpose for me. Let me tell you something. God has a purpose for every person in this room. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, every person in this room. There's kids that you sit next to in school that are far from God. They're Nick Hersey's that are just waiting for somebody for you to be an ambassador and tell them about Jesus. Confession not only helps you, it helps the world that we live in. What would happen? What, what would happen if we dumped the backpack out and said, God, I'll let you look at everything because the call that's on my life, the thing that you have for me is so much bigger than baseball or soccer or lacrosse or football or any of those other things. It's so much bigger than all that stuff. It's eternal. That I have the ability, you have the ability to change someone's destiny. Isn't that cool? Let's pray together. First, God, let me say thanks just for the privilege to be around such great kids, great students that worship. I watch them worship you, hands raised, looking to you, desiring to be close to you, man, and leaders, amazing leaders in this place that want to see students become all they can be. And God, today, as we kind of take another installment of this unmask, God, it's an easy prayer. Help me dump the backpack out. Help us dump the backpack out. There's so much to it. There's so many promises that you give us and there's so many promises that you give the world. And God, when we come to you, when we long for you, when we want you to get in the deepest parts of our lives, you do something with that. And you take mess ups and turn them into masterpieces. You take David with lack of integrity and you turn him into the greatest writer that's ever walked the planet. 
God, I believe there's those kind of people in this room right here. So God, I pray today your Holy Spirit would do something deep inside of each of us. Some of us need to confess. Some of us need to walk closer to you. Some of us need to take a next step. Whatever that looks like, God, I pray that you would do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. If you need help taking your next steps, email our team at jsmnextsteps at journeycommunity.net.